You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad, and lacrosse came into the news recently, and lacrosse in Ireland and lacrosse in Canada hit the news, and the common ground between the two countries very much hit the news, because in 2022, the World Lacrosse Festival or Championship is due to be held in uh, North America, and there is uh, there was no place for the Iroquois in the final lineup, and the Irish lacrosse team withdrew in order to make uh, a place to the extent that it forged such a powerful link that um, I'm going to let Sonny Campbell tell the story rather than me try to because it has it, it goes back and for those of us who may or may not be familiar with lacrosse in Ireland in Ireland it actually goes back to 1872 which uh, might surprise many but Sonny I'm going to straight over to you so welcome and first of all thanks a million for coming on and uh, as always I love to say you're a good Galway man um, <laughs> thanks so much for having me it's no problem at all very welcome lacrosse in Ireland first of all goes back to 1872 yeah, that's right. That's right. So that was something that was um, only kind of rediscovered, let's say, um, after it, it took off here again. You know, it started um, it, it kind of restarted in Ireland um, maybe in the last 10 to, to 20 years um, in the country. And it, it kind of started around universities, initially based in Dublin, where there'd be um, a lot of Irish-based um, American play- Americans who would have come over and who would have grown up kind of playing lacrosse. You know, it's a much bigger sport over there, and they learn it with kids. And similar um, in Canada, I'm sure you know yourself. You know, these kids grow up with a lacrosse stick in their hand. So they'd come and move to Ireland, and you know, they wanted to play here, and so they they started um, reaching out to to universities to try and get teams set up there, so that basically they just wanted to have people to play against them you know, to, to get some lacrosse in the country. And so um, over time, it, uh, it started growing and uh, reaching different universities around Ireland. Um, it started in UCD in Dublin um, and then got to Trinity College Dublin, uh, NUI Galway. Um, it's down in UCC in Cork and the University of Belfast now as well. Um, and so, you know, over time, it started to spread uh, amongst the different universities to kind of get a wider reach and um, to start spreading the game within Ireland. I started playing in, I think, 2009 or 2010 in uh, in National University of Ireland, Galway. Um, And I I started, you know, I hadn't heard of it before that point. Um, I I was kind of wandering around the university. They have an open day for all the clubs to kind of promote themselves and try and do recruitment. And, you know, I just happened to stumble across the... um, the lacrosse table there and there was you know some guys down from Dublin who who had lacrosse sticks were kind of throwing a ball around and me and two of my friends just happened to stumble by and we're like you know what's this game I've never seen it before um, and it was it was set up in Galway by uh, a guy from Syracuse in upstate New York and his name was Ryan Doran and uh, similar to you know the guys in Dublin he had moved over to Galway for work and I ended up staying and just wanted to play more lacrosse here and so he reached out to the university and said hey you know, uh, I'm here, I'm willing to coach, I just, um, I'd like to set up a team in the university, and then, you know, they're more than happy to have him, uh, have him come in and, and start, like, kind of coaching and playing with us. Um, so that was when I started in, yeah, around 2009, 2010, um, and, you know, since then it's kind of grown more and more uh, around Ireland, and, you know, as it's kind of gotten um, kind of more 
uh, people playing it and more interest in it, we, we looked at the history of the sport in Ireland, and that's when we stumbled across this uh, this Newton Arts Cup that would go, goes way back to, um, like, 1880s, uh, whatever it was. Um, and <laughs> it was when touring teams from Canada and the U.S. had come over to Ireland to play some lacrosse against, you know, the local team up in Newton Arts. And, and it was, you know, it was really bizarre to kind of see old uh, newspaper articles and uh, historical evidence of, you know, this game that, you know, had had a history here that we, you know, only discovered because we, somebody here reignited it instead of playing again. Um, and so there's, there's a tournament that we play every year called the Newton Arts Cup kind of in uh, in memory of that uh, that trophy that it still exists up uh, in a museum somewhere up in, uh, up in North of Ireland. So um, then if it was mushroom from, or is it still very much confined to the universities, or has it spread out into the wider community, particularly in the cities? Uh, in Dublin, there is uh, there's a club team uh, and a university team, but it's still... Um, mostly existing universities. Um, I think, you know, part of the reason for that is there's kind of funding that comes from the university for equipment and everything to, um, get set up for training facilities. You have, you know, uh, a lot of easy recruitment of players. You know, we were just interested in trying a new sport and, you know, coming in. There's always an influx of, um, American students who are studying abroad who can kind of come over and, you know, they've, again, grown up playing the game, so you have these much better players being able to come over and teach the newer people um, how to be better players, I suppose. Um, and so it's um, it's kept mostly to universities, but we're always trying to reach out and, and, uh, and grow the game more here uh, within Ireland. Um, they've, there's been a push over the last couple of years and some great work done by and some of the players based in Dublin to start getting into schools, running, you know, into primary schools and secondary schools to, to get, you know, younger age groups uh, playing the, the sport. Because, you know, same as myself, uh, players who are in university, kind of 18, 19, it's, you know, it's late in your life to be starting a new sport and you know, to go up against the likes of Iroquois, America, Canada, these guys who have been playing their whole lives. So there's, there's a big push to try and get it um, more spread around younger ages. So, Sonny, were you a hurler before you found lacrosse? Because given, <laughs> given your Galway background, <laughs> I, I I think I, I hurled for maybe six months or something in the under eights, or you know, uh, I tried out in Liam Mellows uh, down in Galway for uh, yeah under eights or under nines or something like that. But no, hurling uh, wasn't my background. Um, we did find that there's there is a good crossover of players who have come from uh, from hurling backgrounds that end up trying out lacrosse because it's you know. Um, there is a lot of uh, crossover skill involved in the game, and um, there's been a couple of kind of promotional matches of hurling versus lacrosse. That there was one last year or the year before in Croke Park that was uh, televised on TG Car, the, the Irish channel here in Ireland, um, and it was yeah, it was mad to see it on TV. You know, they, they call it hurl lacrosse, and it was <laughs> a hurling team versus the lacrosse team with kind of mixed rules. And also, of course, you've led this ladies' team, and did, did that come fairly quickly after the establishment of the sport, or did, was it in parallel the whole way along? Uh, yeah, that's right. There's, there's a 
a really, really strong uh, women's league running in Ireland now. Um, it initially started with uh, a men's kind of. It started initially, uh, as far as I'm aware, as just basically scrimmage matches. You know, a bunch of people kind of showed up with sticks to throw around, and it started with a men's group. But when they started getting it into universities, the natural thing was there'd be a men's team and a women's team. Um, and when I started, you know, the the women's league was just sort of sort of kicking off, and um, they were trying to really trying really hard to grow the game. Um, but over the last couple of years, it's really gone from strength to strength, and you know the the, the size of the women's league and you know, the number of teams and players is you know it's higher than the men's at this point, and, and they're you know they're really uh, coming on leaps and bounds. There's some great work from the um, from the leadership of the, the women's league. So to qualify for the World Games, um, was there a qualification process, or how did Ireland get into that? So the yeah the World Games uh, in Alabama it's it's considered like a, a staging ground almost for for the Olympic Games which lacrosse you know as a whole has been trying to get into for um, as long as I can remember really and and this World Games in in Alabama um, was like a big step forward for lacrosse to you know the world stage to be able to say you know this game is growing more and more and um, it should be recognised as such. Um, and so this was the first time that lacrosse as a sport was invited to these uh, international world games. Um, and so there's been some kind of adjustments to the rules for that more uh, Olympic or world games um, version of the sport. So the qualification process was at the uh, previous lacrosse world championships that were held in Israel. Um, it was going to be based on the, the positions that you finished within that tournament and you know, how you did. And obviously there was, there was only going to be eight teams invited to the world Games. So, you know, the, the natural kind of assumption was that the top eight teams would progress through to, uh, to these world games. Um, and, you know, so Ireland finished 12th and the question is kind of, well, you know, how did, how did Ireland get, end up getting a spot there? Um, and it, the way that it worked is, you know, when, the, the teams were being selected uh, because, you know, it's with a view to uh, get to the Olympic Games, the eligibility criteria for teams was going to be based on the Olympic eligibility criteria. And, you know, we wanted to keep standardized with that. So, you know, moving forward, it would make sense to transition there. Um, and, you know, the Iroquois finishing third by position uh, would have given them a spot. But, um you know, based on the Olympic selection criteria, they are uh, they're not a sovereign nation, and so the um, the spot would be given to the next team available. Um, I believe the the next two teams that would have qualified were the Philippines and Puerto Rico, um, but it was their first uh, it was their first World Championships, and they were only associate members of World Lacrosse at that point, which meant that their results didn't qualify as eligibility for uh, any upcoming tournaments. And so um, because they were just new members and uh, beginning nations with the, uh, with the sport, uh, they weren't eligible to qualify. Um, and then the team who finished 11th was Scotland. Um, but for similar reasons to the Iroquois, you know, under Olympic selection criteria, they would have qualified as, you know, Team GB as opposed to Scotland. Uh, and England had qualified in 
finished their sixth place uh, or something like that. So they weren't eligible, and the next spot then was uh, was Starland. It must have been a tough and painful decision to say we're going to stand down and we're going to uh, give our spot to the Iroquois. I mean, it was and it wasn't. You know, we we're all players, we're all competitive, and we all want to be there. You know, we want to see our name in lights, and we want the fame and the fortune and all the things, you know, that are, um, are kind of cliches about sports. And, um, you know, it would have been a great opportunity to promote Ireland lacrosse and to get, it, you know, us out there. But um, the reality is that none of us would be going to Alabama if it wasn't for the Earth. But they're, you know, they're the ones who gifted this game to the world. It's their medicine game. It's their celebration uh, to the creator. And for us to be going there and leaving them behind, um, you know, it, it, does, it didn't sit right uh, with anyone when, you know, by all accounts, they should absolutely be there at every tournament. You know, they're, they're even more so than Canada and the U.S., they're the team that everyone wants to watch play. Everyone wants to play against, and you know, everybody wants to kind of have that interaction with them because they have, you know, beyond even just like the skill and the obvious, you know, passion for the game, and um, because it's such a, a spiritual and meaningful thing to them, it's it's almost an honor to be able to kind of go up and play against them and play with them in the game that they gave to us. Um, yeah, so given how special that is, uh, the common uh, logo or the common title that has developed between the two associations um, is indicative of that. Itena uh, Akela, together as one. Um, yeah. That, that, that in itself was kind of sent tingles. Um, <laughs> it does, and it's, it's a really, um, you know, it, it's... Uh, just a great coincidence that that happened to be, you know, the real meaning, meaningful kind of motto almost that, that came about from it. You know, it, it's it's always been the uh, the Ireland lacrosse kind of team um, slogan, let's say, or you know, our our saying because you know we the the Irish diaspora is all over the world. You know, you go to any corner of any country and you find somebody somebody who knows somebody from where you grew up or, you know, you have a common friend or a common family and, uh, you know, we all come together for lacrosse to play together and, you know, we come together as one. And that was that was the meaning behind that for Ireland lacrosse. And, it, it you know, it just so happened that, you know, we got the opportunity to, to give these Iroquois guys um, the spot that they, you know, rightfully deserve and it just added even more meaning uh, to that because more than players, more than teams, you know, more than countries, we just want to play lacrosse. You know, the yeah. And I wouldn't say ironically, but in one sense, ironically, considering it was the case of uh, the World Games would have given Ireland an opportunity to put their name on the map and to showcase lacrosse mm. in Ireland, by doing what you've done you've actually done a much better job probably than you could ever have done in Alabama That's you know, it's one of those things that you know, if you, if you put good energy out there, it'll come back tenfold, you know, and um, we, you know, there was never really a question uh, around it, we, there was a survey of the, the operations group um, 
uh, of Ireland across to kind of make this decision, and it was um, virtually unanimous. I think it was like 97% um, voted very early on that whatever we could do to get Iroquois, Iroquois team into the World Games, that you know we were willing to do it. And um, I can I can bet that you know that result, regardless of which team or which players you surveyed around the world, would have almost certainly come back the same answer because. You know, it's it's their game that they gave to us. So for us to go and play it without them, you know, it doesn't sit right with with anyone. I'm sure it has resulted in some very strong personal relationships as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's been it's been really overwhelming the response that we've gotten from um, from the public, from the the Iroquois national team themselves, and you know, everybody who catches wind of it has been you know kind of moved and wanting to, you know, do their part to, to help us out. Um, and particularly this year, of all years, when, you know, the world is crazier than ever. And, um, you know, I feel like the world needed a feel-good story. And it, it just so happened that we were in the right place at the right time to, you know, um, to give that to people. Well, Sonny, thank you very much indeed for taking the time. It's been great being able to have a chat with you. If people want to find out more about lacrosse in Ireland um, the website is irelandlacrosse.ie as I understand it that's right yeah and you're out there on social media also yeah uh, you find us Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and the whole lot Sonny it's been an honour and a pleasure having a chat with you and uh, I know we didn't talk about your own elevator position within the team and all the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, congratulations in every way and uh, really proud to be able to tell this story as a tremendous example of the generosity that comes from Ireland. Thanks a million, son. Yeah, thanks for having me.